Hello and welcome to another fresh episode of Shades of Us, The Review. I am Ramat. Today, I'm looking at a film that features almost no black person. You know this podcast is about Africa, Africans, and people of African descent. But when Sadia Evans from Kaduna, Nigeria asked that I review the film we'll be talking about today, I jumped at the opportunity. This is because it discusses issues affecting Middle Easterners, brown people if you may, and outside black people, they have to be the most maligned people in the world. Because of that, I'm reviewing Myra Nair's The Reluctant Fundamentalist. You picked a side after 9-11? I didn't have to. It was picked for me. Step over here, sir. Sir, is there a problem? He's an employee. Follow me, please. Have you ever been a member of a terrorist organization? How do you feel about the United States of America? Agent Ford, I love the United States of America. So let's start with some facts about the film. The Reluctant Fundamentalist is a 2012 political thriller drama based on the 2007 novel The Reluctant Fundamentalist by um, Mohsin Hamid. It was directed by Myra Nair. I talked about her in the previous episode, um, her film Queen of Cutaway. She's fantastic. She's, she's one of those directors that does stories with a message. That's the kind of films she does. It starred Riz Ahmed and Kate Hudson in the lead. Kate Hudson in black hair, surprisingly. The reluctant fundamentalist post the 9-11 story about the impact of the Al-Qaeda attacks on one Pakistani man and his treatment by Americans in reaction to them. In 2007, Mariner read the manuscript of Hamid's unpublished novel and after reading it, she immediately decided that she was going to make a film out of it. The estimated budget for the film was $15 million and it didn't even make up to $3 million in the box office. It's called a box office flop because it only made $2.1 million. Like I said, it starred Riz Ahmed as Changes Khan. Kate Hudson as Erica, Liv Scriber as Bobby Lincoln, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, you may know him from 24, as Jim Cross. And surprisingly, he took a more laid-back role, and I was impressed to see that in the film. And we had Ompuri, really popular actor, as Abu, who is Changez's father. Now, the storyline of the film is that in 2011, Anis Reina, who is an American professor at Lahore University, is kidnapped soon after he leaves a movie theater. Now, a ransom video is sent to the U.S. Embassy demanding the release of 690 detainees from what is described as a Muslim concentration camp at Kot Lakwat and a 700,000 euro compensation, basically, to the children of Waziristan. Now, uh, Bobby Lincoln, who was played by Leif Scriber, is an American journalist and an undercover CIA informant in Pakistan. And he arranged an interview with a colleague of Rayner, who is who is Changes Khan and um, someone that he suspects was part of the kidnapping. Now, Changes started his interview by talking about his love for America, the equal playing field in America, and he has that conversation. They talk about everything and what happened, how he went to America, studied in America, started working in America, and next thing you know, there was a 9-11 bombing of the World Trade Center that changed the perception of Arab and Middle Eastern people um, in the United States of America. So he gives this narrative of what's happening and how everything changed. And they keep having this interview and all of that. And somehow, Rayner, the professor, was killed and a picture was sent um, to uh, Bobby. Bobby now distrusts 
Changez, even though he's been with him all the time, he thinks Changez is part of it. He thinks Changez killed Reina and um, somehow it got messy and someone died. And only for him to find out after he was saved by the CIA that Changez had nothing to do with it. In spite of all the coincidences that seemed to point Changez as the obvious person who was in the wrong, he had nothing to do with it. And that's basically the entire storyline of the film. The Reluctant Fundamentalist received positive average reviews. Almost everyone reviewed it positively in the average category. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 53% based on 92 reviews. And, um, you know, a lot of... It was just, you know, between... Some people gave it 5.4, some people gave it 6.1. You know, just they said it was average. Most people believe, most of the people who reviewed the film believed that it was a good movie but that it was too ambitious and it was heavy-handed sometimes i'll get to talk about that in a bit but the reluctant fundamentalist won the audience favorite at the world cinema award at 2012 mill valley film festival while um Myronair was honored with the mill valley film festival award for that year the reluctant fundamentalist also won the first centenary award at the international film festival of india in 2013 also won the true moving picture award at the 2013 heartland film festival and in 2013 myra won the bridge the german film award for peace and this award is usually given to film artists whose work build bridges and inspire tolerance and humanism like i said myra is someone who does films that are almost entirely about social messages that are promoting peace promoting good things and I think that's the reason why the movie flopped in the box office. But I'll get to that in a bit. But let's talk some of my favorite scenes from the film. The interplay between the past and the present in the narration. It was so beautifully done. And you would you could just feel the beauty of the cinematography. It was wonderful. The cast was good. At least you had someone who is a Middle Easterner in the lead role not like how you have you know someone white playing chinese you know someone off-white playing black you know you actually had someone who is middle eastern in the lead role and it was beautiful and you know location wise it was good and that's something with marinette she's down to the detail she goes to her locations are good her productions are good all of it together is good for the visual appeal of the film now i love something of the subtle yet domineering intelligence of changes he didn't you know try to force his intelligence but his intelligence forced himself on you because you couldn't ignore the fact that this guy is intelligent this guy knows what he needs to do he knows what he wants for himself and it didn't matter what people thought about him that was the beauty of changes and i love that subtle yet domineering presence of his intelligence okay so um picking a favorite line for me in the film was hard because one it's drama two it was a storyline that needed to follow a precise sequence and um it was something that got me emotional on so many levels because i could imagine the horror of it but i'd have to say that um first one of my favorite scenes has to be changes's understanding of himself when he was interviewed by Jim Cross, as played by Kiefer Sutherland. So tell me, Changes, why did you want to come to America? For future reference, Jim, it's Cengiz. In America, I get an equal chance to win. And whether or not you hire me, Jim, I am going to win. Good fucking answer. I mean, he said, whether you believe in me or not, I am going to win. 
and that's that's how it should be an understanding of who you are regardless of what situation tells you what country you're going to where whether you're a foreigner somewhere else just know yourself and that's what changes brought to that scene the next favorite scene of mine had to be the degradation of changes by the u.s immigration services whilst other men watched i need you to remove all of your outerwear and place it on that chair You want me to strip? Remove your outerwear. Now, not only was he stripped, he was anally probed. And I, when watching that scene, I felt the goosebumps come all over my body. And why is it my favorite? Because it translated the core of human degradation. I felt like, how can you disrespect someone's basic humanity like that? There was absolutely no reason to have that US immigration officer put his hand in Changez's anus. There was no reason. It was, and to have him stripped down in front of other men. And he is a Muslim. These are things that, you know, are not done. It was horrible for me to watch that scene. It was painful, but yet it was one of my favorite scenes from the film. Something else was uh, when Changez was arrested just because of how he looked. Hey, hold up. You, in the black coat. Stop right there. Put your hands on the car. Who are you hands on the car. The guy you're looking for is back there. Yeah, we'll get him. So now, the main thing is that some Middle Eastern guy did something. The police had been called and the police came there. Who was a black person? <laughs> How weird. Yeah. So the black person, black policeman, sees the Arab guy and without even asking any questions, he already begins to rough up changes. For something that some other Arab guy did. This is what racial stereotyping is about. And I think that's one of the key messages that was in this film. Racial stereotyping. And um, it was horrible because Changez did nothing. And again, he was arrested because of how he looked. Because the, he was to be blamed for the sins of people who looked like him. And that was horrible. And I was surprised that it was a black person that was used. The irony of it. Because black people are constantly being arrested just because... They are black or they look you know it's crazy and but i understand mariner's choice in playing that character because the police in itself had systemic racism systemic racial profiling and that was what she was trying to portray and then um generally the way that a couple of coincidences came to indict changes um which i think is the entire essence of the film is something i see as one of my favorite things about the film a couple of coincidences can make you look horrible in spite of being innocent and i loved how it was well played that the, the coincidences seemed to make you think this guy had to be guilty but then finding out he was not guilty was it was the moment for the film and in that same light um because of these same coincidences that led to changes being assumed to be um evil to be the suspect to be bad that same series of coincidences led to what was my least favorite scene. And that was where an intern um, who was working under Changez was killed by mistaking shot by Bobby. Now, this is what happened. He had just found out that Reina had been killed and he thought that Changez was the one who killed him. So what he did was, okay, he needed to use Changez as a shield to save himself and leave the compound where a lot of protesters were. So in trying to move out, he, he fell and then he let out a shot mistakenly. And that shot killed that intern who had no reason. He was just an innocent boy. And he died for absolutely no reason. And that's the thing with racial profiling. What it does is that because you're so blinded by what you think 
you're doing. A lot of innocent people get caught up in the line of fire and they die for no reason. That's what's happening in a whole lot of countries in the Middle East. That's what's happening right now in the United States of America. That's what's happening in countries like Nigeria, South Sudan, all of it. As long as you have a bias towards a certain group of people, you are unwilling to look at the rationalism of their humanity. And that leads, in many cases, to the death of innocent people really really horrible anyway general lessons that i've learned from this film is that having gone through all that human degradation what was to stop changes from becoming a fundamentalist this is one of the biggest lessons for me because when you push and push and push a person it becomes a problem to to that person because at a point they will push back so what was to stop changes from becoming a fundamentalist that's one of the biggest lessons that i've learned from this film and as you see in some instances i believe that villains are made sometimes by the actions of the supposed heroes of the world just look at how al-qaeda came about isis look at how they came about and what is happening in yemen and syria what is to prevent the birth of more fundamentalists this is the question we need to ask ourselves and i think that's the message that was in the film and i understand why it was a flop because nobody wants to hear the message that sometimes the supposed heroes of the world are the ones who are making the bad guys of the world and i think that's the reason why the film flopped anyway i think the story was something that needed to be told it was a great movie as far as i'm concerned it was well shot it was well articulated it was something that needed to be said and it was it was done properly but then that is my opinion what do you think about the reluctant fundamentalist do you like the film what are your favorite scenes what are your favorite lines um just tell me what you think about the film in the comment section and thank you sadia for choosing the film it is such a beautiful 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 film remember you can select the movie for next week i will review it for you so i think i've come to the end of the show today a pretty heavy one it was i hope you listen to the end of this podcast to find out ways to contact us and don't forget to tune in every tuesdays and thursdays at 1 p.m on our various platforms thank you for listening today it's hugs and kisses from ramat bye That's about it on the podcast today. Subscribe to our channels at shadesofus.co.uk and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and LinkedIn at Shades of Us and on Twitter and Instagram at Shades of Us Afrique. That is Shades of Us Afrique without an A. Want a song or movie reviewed? Send us an email at shadesofusafrica at gmail.com or send us an SMS on plus two three four nine zero five nine one two seven five five two thank you and bye